0: The following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Swami Maharaj on November 1st, 1992 in maturadesh the class begins with a reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, chapter one, verse fifty-eight and fifty-nine. Chaitanya Chara Chhat Chapter 1, text 58. Mm-hmm. Jeeve Shaksha na hitate Gurua Chaita Guru Hai Krishna Mohanta Sarupae. Jeeve Shaksha na Guru Chaitarupe, Rupae. Shikha Guru Hai Krishna Mohanta Sarupae. Translation. Right. Since one cannot visibly experience the presence of the super soul, he appears before us as a liberated devotee. Such a spiritual master is none different than Krishna himself, or is none other than Krishna himself. report, it is not possible for a conditioned soul to directly meet Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but if one becomes a sincere devotee and seriously engages in devotional service, Lord Krishna sends an instructing spiritual master to show him favor and invoke his dormant propensity <clears throat> for serving the supreme. The preceptor appears before the external senses of the fortunate conditioned soul, and at the same time the devotee is guided from within by the Chaiti Guru Krishna, who is seated as the spiritual master within the heart of a living entity. The first part of this verse is that one cannot visibly experience the presence of the Supreme. Sometimes people say, show me God. If I can't see God, I won't believe. There's so many things that we cannot see with our eyes. We cannot see radio waves. We can hear them. We cannot see atoms and molecules. We can tell us that they're there. Even with the naked eye, there's many stars or planets in the sky which cannot be seen yet. we have to use a telescope to see them. But they're there. So, with these material eyes there are many things we can't see, and Krishna, it's not visible, the super soul is not visible with ordinary eyes. One has to see the Lord with a divine vision. But the uh, Supersoul is giving us guidance from within. And In the beginning, we also need guidance from without. but so he sends us a spiritual master to instruct us. This instructing spiritual master guides us how we can advance in our Krishna consciousness. So, for the devotee, they see that Krishna has come to instruct them in the form of the spiritual master. That of the spiritual master is actually some incarnation of God or something. He's also a living entity. But Krishna through the via media of this pure devotee is giving blessings to the devotee. To the fallen soul. So therefore the devotees offer respect to the guru like they would offer respect to Krishna. It's a salut or a non-different Representation of Krishna with the purpose of giving the devotee's mercy. There's a quote here from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Gita. Satodhu sangamut sriyya satsu sajeta buddhiman santa evasya cindanti manovya sangamut vi Translation. One should therefore avoid bad company and associate only with devotees. With their realized instruction, such saints can cut the knot, connecting one with activities unfavorable to devotional service. Report This verse which appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, 26th verse and 26th chapter, was spoken by Lord Krishna to Uddhava. In the text known as the Uddhava Gita, the discussion relates to the story of Pururava and the heavenly courtesan Urvasi. When Urvasi left Pururava, he was deeply affected by the separation and had to learn to overcome his grief. It is indicated that to learn the transcendental science, it is imperative that one avoid the company of undesirable persons and always seek the company of saints and sages who are able to impart lessons of transcendental knowledge. The potent words of such realized souls penetrate the heart, thereby eradicating all misgivings accumulated by years of undesirable association. For a neophyte devotee, there are two kinds of persons whose association is undesirable. One, a gross materialist who constantly engage in sense gratification. And two, unbelievers who do not serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but serve their senses and their mental whims in terms of their speculative habits. Intelligent persons seeking transcendental realization. Should very scrupulously avoid their company. That's in the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport text 9. So here, some other principles are given, giving a bad association. Do sangam is very important to advance in spiritual life. And satsu sajaita, to associate with the devotees. So one is to give up bad association to replace that with good association. Very important. The bad association, which has been explained here, can mislead one off of the path of uh, progressive spiritual development and take one back into material conditioned life it's very dangerous to have a bad situation and here there's so many devotees they're associating together this is recommended. Of course, for work we have to associate with so many people. But that doesn't really mean that's not a very deep association. Especially here, associate means that voluntarily who one has to associate with. Any association, opening one's heart, opening one's mind, getting into some intimate part. This is a more uh, serious kind of association. In that informal way, if we have to associate with uh, non-devotees, and that's if they will try to engage us in so many uh, activities which are against the principles. That is their nature. That's what they are habituated to do. So, Therefore it's recommended in the Vedas, in the Srimad Bhagavatam to give up the bad accompaniment, associated with devotees. Do Sangha Mut Sri Jar, Satsanga, or Satsu Sajat Ukima, intelligent person to avoid bad association take hey, good association. <coughs> Nobody is so strong that they can be an association and it will not have any effect. Alad Maharaj said association is like a mirror image. We tend to take on the qualities of the people that we are intimately associated with. So if we associate with more spiritually advanced people, naturally we'll also take on those qualities of spiritual advancement we associate with materialistic people or mental and one takes on that event. That, has Similarly, we're trying to uh, invite people to have a good association. When they associate with the devotees, and they start to see things in a proper perspective. It's very important Aspect of uh, Krishna consciousness. And if we have an association of uh, advanced devotees, someone, those who are very dedicated to Krishna consciousness, so they are considered saints. Their instructions can cut the knot of uh, connecting one with activities unfavorable to devotional service. In various uh, places, these advices are given. The next verse, a very famous verse. Satan prasangana mamavirya sang vido pavantihit karna rasayana kata ta joshanadasopavar javartmani satara chia bhaktiranu Translation, the spiritually powerful message of Godhead can be properly discussed only in the society of devotees, and it is greatly pleasing to hear in that association. If one hears from devotees, the way of transcendental experience quickly opens to him, and gradually he attains a taste and knowledge that is that in due course develops into attraction and devotion. Translations of Petition, the spiritually powerful message of Godhead can be properly discussed only in a society of devotees, and it is greatly pleasing to hear in that association if one hears from devotees the way of transcendental experience. Quickly opens to him. And gradually he attains the taste, and attains the taste in knowledge, knowledge that in due course develops into attraction and, and, devotion. and devotion. This verse appears in the Srimad Bhagavatam 3 25 25. But Dev replies to the questions of his mother, Devahuti, about the process of devotional service. As one advances in devotional service, the process becomes progressively clearer and more encouraging. Unless one gets the spiritual encouragement by following the instructions of the spiritual master, it is not possible to make advancements. Therefore, one's development of a taste for executing these instructions is the test of one's devotional service. Initially, one must develop confidence by hearing the science of devotion from a qualified spiritual master. Then he associates with the devotees and tries to adopt the means instructed by the spiritual master in his own service. Strong attachment for the transcendental service of the Lord develops as he continues listening to the messages of Godhead. And if he steadfastly proceeds in this way, he is certainly elevated to spontaneous love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus said in the translation of the text sixty of Adivila, chapter 1, it. but it's a very important point. The spiritually powerful message of God can be properly discussed only in the society of the Buddhist. It's greatly pleasing to hear in that association. One day we were having the inauguration of our temple in Gohati, Assam. And the chief guest was uh, the governor of Assam, Mr. Mishra. I believe he's still the governor. So, there was a very big uh, attendance. There were thousands and devotees. Eight hundred, many thousands of Life members and guests. So the governor, he started to speak that actually I'm feeling inspired to discuss about spiritual matters in this association. If I was uh, discussing about these matters in a normal political rally that I usually have to go to, I, I won't feel encouraged, neither will the people stay and listen, they'll all go off. But here I'm feeling enlivened, go speaking. He must have spoken for about one hour or 45 minutes. How he had gone to the Himalayas, how he met a guru, how he got mantra, how mantras delivered him, so on. Recommending uh, Krishna consciousness. So you know, he went on and he got really inspired. Because, it, because you people, you're all actually, I could see you all spiritual people. The life members, everyone, they're very really eager to hear. So, this message of Godhead or spiritual matters, they can only be discussed in appropriate association. That association, they very pleasing. It's very difficult to discuss these matters anywhere and anywhere. If you discuss discussed and even in, a, in a very nice habits. The people that are becoming peace is their mind is on some other wavelength. So, having this regular Friday gathering, other day, other gatherings other days of the week with devotees, discussing Krishna Katha, hearing different realizations, and this type of uh, cultivation our spiritual consciousness is very important. And this is a, a more very effective, you know what actually is there, one has to get that understanding from the devotee, get into that mood that one can personally experience also. People outside of that sphere of that circle they are not being able to understand what actually is going on they may be speculating something based on their own limited mundane experience they have no experience about transcendental bliss about transcendental ecstasy about spiritual happiness so they are every uh, Opinion is based on their mundane experience, which is not able to enter into this. If you want to know, you know. Anything in this world. Obviously, you have to go to the people who are engaged in that activity. You want to know even some little sport like golf or something. You have to learn from the people that play golf. There's no use learning how to play golf from someone who plays ping pong basketball. So, you want to learn spiritual life, you want to learn business, you go to people who are expert in the field of business. You want to learn spiritual life, you go then to the people who are spiritually advanced. Sometimes, people, they think that uh, they can cheat someone who is spiritually advanced. Just like the man who tried to uh, cheat the blacksmith with uh, low-quality steel. Remember that example. Once there was a man. He was a very miserly, business-type-minded man. But he was everything he saw was with the profit motive. All his personal dealings, even with his own relatives, was all based on money. If he could get a good price for his mother, then, or cheat his mother, he may also do that. No qualms, no reservation. Everything was simply how to get a quick buck. so Somehow, in some of his deals, he got a big quantity of coconut. So he had no proper knife to cut the coconut. His knife, his uh, cutter, chopper, had become very uh, dull. So, he took it to one blacksmith and he said, I need a good chopper. He looked, he said, this one's finished. You have to make a new one. He said, all right, you make me a good one. I've got some spring steel, some high quality carbon steel in my house. I'll bring that, send that to you. I have a good quantity. You make. Me, one knife, you keep the rest of the steel. That will be the your profit for making it. He said, "All right, good deal. Send this steel." Then uh, the man goes back home, but he's having no good steel. He just has ordinary mild iron, mild steel for construction or something. He sends that with his son. He says, give this to him, tell him to make a good knife. So the man sees what is this? This is not good steel. This is ordinary soft steel. This won't keep the sharpness. So he made one knife, one chopper, but that was a really worse quality. When the he gave it to the sons, he said, take this to your father. My father, sir, this sons going to cut a coconut. He hardly cut the bread. So he came back, you know, and he was really angry. What is this useless knife he gave me? Why didn't you give me a good knife? I send you the steel, everything. Sir, so I gave you the correct knife. What do you mean correct knife? This knife is lousy. This is uh, no good. Yes, I gave you the correct knife of someone who tried to cheat a blacksmith by giving him third-rate steel, calling it first glance. For that type of person, this is the correct knife. How can, you, how can you cheat a blacksmith with steel? That's his business. He's hammering it every day. He knows what's good, what's bad. That's his steel. Sometimes people think that, well, I can just put on some bluff and I can uh, impress some devotee or guru, but they can uh, tell if somebody is sincere or if they are actually bluffing or not. Just like in the past time with uh, Hadidaz Thakur and the astrologer. You know that past time? One time there was a snake charmer who was a devotee of Krishna and he was playing on his flute and he was singing a song to Lord Krishna. How Krishna had taken over, had the defeated the Kaliya serpent. This is especially recommended for the Sarpuriyas, for the, the snake charmers, because remembering Krishna and Kaliya protects you from snake bites. So, he is singing this bhajan to Krishna. While he doing that, it so happened that Adidas Thakur was coming along. Adidas Thakur is a great devotee, always chanting the holy names of Krishna. Even though he was not born in a Hindu family, he was always a greatest devotee of Krishna. So, when he heard this devotee singing the glories of Krishna, Kaliya, he became absorbed. He became very ecstatic. He became filled with love for Krishna. So he started to dance in ecstasy. Hari vol, hari vol. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. So, by chanting and dancing ecstasy, all the local people, they started seeing uh, this uh, devotee. And they became also filled with devotion. And they started to offer their obeisances to Harigas spontaneously. But what was happening was, next to the snake charmer, there was one astrologer. Speak with it, what they have, the parrot and the, you know, the hand charts and everything is all set up there. He's is Brahmana by birth. He said, what's going on here? This person is not even a born in a Hindu family and he's chanting. And everyone is uh, offering him so much respect. Bowing down to him, offering him the respect. But nobody is offering me respect. And I am a born in a Brahmin family, why they shouldn't offer me respect? Whatever he is doing, I can do the same thing. So let me do this and then people will offer me respect. So he jumped up and he tried to imitate Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur is chanting Hari Harival and dancing. So this uh, astrologer, Brahmin... He tried to imitate. Haribo. Haribo. Jumping and Haridas talk was, you know, dancing and great ecstasy. This one, he's putting on a big show, you know. So the snake charmer, he was a pretty mature devotee. He could actually pick out. This guy is a complete bogus. Haridas Thakur is actually uh, in ecstasy. Two common people, they couldn't figure it out. Because they didn't know anything much about this thing. They disrespect us. So they also bowed down. When Haridas Das Thakur was going off, he wasn't aware what's going on. He was in complete samadhi. Then, that uh, snake charmer, he fell on the ground and started shaking. Uh-huh. Krishna, Krishna. Putting on a whole show that he was in a uh, trance. You know, the snake charmer got up, people are looking at this. Oh, what great devotion he's got. He said, This person is a great aparati, he's a great offender. Adidas Thakur was a true devotee, and he's uh, imitating him. It's very offensive does not feel anything in his heart. He just wants you to offer him respect. And Hadidas Thakur is actually only thinking about Krishna. He doesn't even know whether people are offering him respect or not. He just care less. He is a true devotee, worthy of respect. This person is cheating you. So how do you know he's cheating? You watch. If he's in ecstasy or not, you'll see in one second. Pow oh, he gives him a good kick in the tail soon as he gets kicked, uh, all the so-called ecstasy was always like, you know. (laughs) Then everybody saw that uh, he's a bogus guy, just cheating them. So now, what do you think you should do to this type of people trying to... He's committing great offense to the the pure devotee. People took out sticks and the bread had to run off. People are chasing him down the street. So, devotee can actually tell who is a real, really a devotee or not. So, we should just go in a simple mind before devotee. Even if we may be the very fallen or we may be very unqualified, but Lord Chaitanya's petite power. He delivers the most fallen and the most unqualified. If we have a sincere desire to get ourselves purified, then uh, Krishna, Goranga Guru, they can all help us. That's their desire. They are more anxious that we come back if we take, than we are to go back. If we take one step to Krishna, Krishna takes ten steps to us. But sometimes this association is very difficult to say. Sometimes we think that this is a good association. We find that there is someone who is always criticizing everyone else. People are no good. one no good. This man no good. You know. So it seems like well, he must be very uh, strict person. He must be very good because he's saying everyone else is no good. It must be he must be very good. He's saying yes, everyone is bad. So that's one technique of getting people. You alienate from everyone else, and you get people that be with you. But there's that. It's like the story of the man who was yelling fifty. You know that example. It's a very ancient story, and in one village there was always theft going on, by and by every few days there was some equities uh, and people's houses were being robbed by some thief. So, when uh, the house is being robbed and all the people naturally... They start shouting out, "Chur, chur, thief, thief, thief!" What did they say in Tamil, "Thief, thief, yeah, yeah. Thirudan, taking the wealth, Thirudan, coincidence. Thirudan, Thirudan. So they are all shouting, "Thief, thief!" And, you know, people, they run out of their house and they're shouting also, Thief! Thief! And so there's like this, a big uh, hue and cry. Everyone shouting, Thief! But never caught the thief. So an old man in the village, was very wise, he told uh he made make a study. Who's at the different steps? Each one, they made a list. May the list A, B, C, D. But always the one person is at every... One of the qualities of a devotee is Nirmath Saranam. Not envious. They respect the other people. They are not envious. They are not overly, uh, unnecessarily critical. In this world there will always be some defects. Nobody can be 100% perfect unless something is a really major, major obstacle, major problem, we don't bother to stick out, all will be safe. That simply disturbs the, the mind. Some uh, superficial feel, characteristic doesn't affect the devotion of uh, some devoted. The always personality, traits or some Differences of complexion or so on. So, these superficial things are not uh, important when it comes to spiritual life. But the fault finders, they pick out so many little things. And this way, it bewilders the mind. So, we need to avoid a bad association. Associate with a good devotee. Hear the proper instructions and we can advance very nicely. So to do this, Chaitanya never said that you have to leave the household life. So whether you're a householder, whether you're unmarried, whatever you may be, you just follow these principles. are the same for everyone. Ranting Hare Krishna, having good association hearing their proper instructions, trying to apply these in one's life. And this way, what happens is that Gradually he attains a taste in knowledge that in due course develops into attraction devotees. The spiritual eye has to be experienced. When we experience it then, of course, it is very difficult for anyone to bewilder. But this experience we get by the proper association with devotees, by hearing the message from the devotees. We hear that so-called devotional messages of Harikwata from a non-devotee. This is the very, it has the reverse effect. There's a verse in the Vedas. Avaishnava Mokodhirnam Putam Harikatam Nisam. Shravanam Noidakor Samtyam Sarpuchistanatapaya. So listen to Harikwata. So the glories of Hari from the non-devotee, non-Vaishnava is not recommended. It is forbidden. Why? Because Sarpuchistanataphyaya, just like when a snake touches the milk, the whole milk becomes poison. Even one drop of poison in the milk, Will ruin the whole milk. Doesn't mean you have to have whole glass of venom. you have one drop, it's enough. So for Krishna consciousness, we need to hear from the Krishna devotees. Someone may be very learned this but this is not devotees. devotee, they have twisted And even though someone may be hearing Gita, may be hearing Bhagavatam, in the end they don't become devotees because they're hearing from non-devotees. They always get some other idea. They think I should un-God or I do something else. They don't get that actual experience. Which uh, is uh, predicted here. They don't develop that spontaneous attraction to devotion. So what happens is they remain more and more attracted to the material. things. Real things are... Like uh, little children, you give them some toy to play with so they don't create any illusion. But eventually you want them to mature and to develop attraction for doing something productive in life, not just to play all life with the toys. Human beings were meant to develop and to fully uh, understand, uh, engage in our eternal activities with Krishna. But until that uh, attraction is developed, then uh, Durga is giving us, Maya Devi is giving us how so many toys to play with. We need to graduate from that uh, preschool nursery level and come out to the transcendental platform. So we see what is the value of this material world. And we see what is the actual spiritual experience, what is the value of eternal life. We have to work, we have to do activities to have a healthy body, to survive. But as far as our actual goal in life, we should be very focused and we want to go back to Godhead. We want to engage in this spiritual experience, which is real, which is eternal. Just playing with the new toys that to come up is a no eternal benefit. Thank you very much for taking to this process, which is recommended by all the sastras. And I'll be uh, fully successful in this uh, pursuing this path of Krishna consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the blessings of Gornikant, the Dvarupa. Did I go to him and leave? Yeah. Any questions? Well, you see, everything has its own interpretation. Who's the first person you meet in life? In this birth. The next person? Okay, then But you can't avoid that. You're going to meet your mother first. <laughs> because you're coming only from the mother. And so you're going to meet the mother. mother, will introduce you to the father. They are giving their interpretation. We have our interpretation. Mercy, mother and father are your natural guru, but they lead you to the real guru, and by the mercy of guru, you get to Krishna. But they are saying that you just give all the devotion, mother and father. Then, so, but then, uh, then how does the guru and deva come? But then they're not following, there's four factors there. They're only taking the first two. We're not saying neglect your mother and father. Follow the mother and father. But that point is uh, that also, we're not telling people not to uh, serve their parents. In fact, uh, very much on, on the Vaishnav tradition, always the parents are very much, all the elders are respected very much. But not to the exclusion of Guru or Krishna. And if the parents are completely against, then even a devotee will like, uh, will take more, uh, importance for worshipping Krishna than the parents, if the parents are against worshipping Krishna. But otherwise, if they're the devotees in cooperating or they're not obstructing, why, we will, why should we not take care of them? And if they are showing us the way. Just like Dhruva Maharaj, he was uh, going back to the spiritual world. At that time, the Vishnu Duttas came to take him in a spiritual bhiman. So then he was remembering, what about my mother? If it wasn't for my mother, Suniti, then how is it that I would be here in this uh, day? I won't be going back to the spiritual world without blessing of my mother. She was the one who told me to look for God. So she should die. I won't leave without her. See, so he what? He point it out and saw already mother was going ahead. She's already in a previous dream. I she said, she's your She guru, Guru. She's already gone ahead. So then he said, all right. Then he goes. Even when uh, Pallad, he was tortured by his father. And when Narasimha asked what blessing he wants, first thing he did was pray, please forgive my father. The people get the wrong idea. Devotees are never against it. But sometimes what happens, say the father told pralat, you to give up worshipping Krishna. He said, I can't do this. That. that person is not acting in that moment as the proper parent. That's the point where the devotee will divert. He won't blindly follow and go against Krishna, even as a parent. Apart from that, they're always a uh, well-wisher of their parents. Actually, they do. Uh, Pallad, he always said uh, good things to his father, but father was a demon, couldn't so make sense. Father said, I'm the almighty power. Why do you don't worship me? Why do you worship the Vishnu? He says, where do you get the power to not worship me? Says I get the power from where you get your power. You're not independent. You're getting your power from Vishnu also. I'm getting whatever power I have, whatever power anybody has, it all comes from Vishnu, it all comes from God. And then he became angry. What is this? You're speaking such uh, insolent things against me. He was on the supreme ego trip. In spite of that, when, when, uh, even though he tried to kill Prahlad in so many ways, Allah begged you to please forgive him, whatever offense he have. So the devotees are the perfect children. Perfect friend, everything's perfect. Only in that very rare extreme circumstance you find that there's a parting away. Otherwise it's not that we're against the parents. our mother and father are the natural gurus. They should guide one to reach the will. The Chiksha uh, Guru and Diksha Guru, and they are very happy when they see their son is reaching the Krishna. If the son goes to Krishna, the parents automatically go. I know one uh, disciple. He said, actually, I may never make it back to Godhead. You please give initiation to my son, and if he can go back, then I know that I got my ticket uh, booked. <laughs> <laughs> In all his treats, the question is the technique. the I a small child, he didn't have any sophistication. He wasn't thinking of preaching according to time, place, or circumstance really so much. So, he just, uh, his father asked the question, he just told the truth. All you can expect from a five-year-old. you are very simple, very direct. When you're preaching to people, you have to see according to their uh, situation. If they're very faithless or they're very uh, inimical, then it's better to try to first interview. Anyway, you chant Hare Krishna. If they chant, automatically they'll become more receptive to all these. They need also to get some spiritual experience. They're only having mundane experience. So, for them it's all very theoretical. But when you chant Hare Krishna, then they'll get to some spiritual experience. Then it will be easier for them to comprehend it. So, what you're me, can we get everyone to chant. Get them to take some Krishna Prasad, get them to read the Bhagavad Gita, worship. and so then uh, you can try to preach, but then you have to see how, how best to uh, tackle each individual. Some people you can directly preach to them. He has such a relation to some people, as you say, with some older person. They may not uh, immediately accept. They may use some technique. Chaitanya would often use the technique of asking questions. He'd know the answer, but he would just ask the question, knowing the other person didn't know the actual answer. So by asking questions, other people then, uh, they couldn't give the good answer. They get, so oh, you were the, you are, so what's the answer? You know, brother, then Lord, sit and tell them the answer. Since they ask for it, so then he had a book. So many techniques he would use to, uh, to preach. enjoy, very humbly and, first of all, like come in like a needle, dwell like a flower. He's had other center now in Bandar How many of our, uh, Devotees, they get their parents to chant. They explain, ah, "You didn't have one in your house. Now what? Why not? We have a whole hill there." <laughs> That's explained also in the Srimad Bhagavatam Gita on first chapter. was uh, impatient. Was uh, what's the proper word? He was not satisfied. He was actually exercising uh, indirectly uh, his disciple He Yesterday. Yesterday wasn't feeling satisfied after writing all the Vedas. But now Adamunis said, because you've given so much knowledge, that now ordinary people, they're not able to actually understand what is the conclusion. They get confused. They were so vast. Then they get confused. So you should give one book which gives a conclusion. What is the ultimate purpose of all this? You've told it in all the Vedas. But because you told so many other things before, they're not able to just isolate that truth from the other relative truth. You'll give one book where you don't tell anything but the absolute truth, completely to the point. Then you'll be happy. So this is Srimad Bhagavatam is, uh, without compromise, just telling about absolute truth. But in the Vedas, people, they want to know, if I want to get a good husband, what should I do? So they say, okay, you can worship uh, to Shiva, uh, you want to get a good wife, worship Uma, there's so many things. So they go on giving like this, according to the questions, they're giving the answers, so it's very best. It doesn't give what's the ultimate uh what what's the ultimate purpose of life but actually all the data is the same thing, but it's mixed up with so many other things. You go in Shiva Purana, you go in Skanda Purana, you go in any other Purana, you also find some references to Krishna Bhakti, to Vishnu worship, and everyone. But it will be mixed up with other, from different angles and points of vision. So that's why, especially for the devotees, we mainly concentrate on Bhagavad Gita, Sriman Bhagavatam. That's our main text. Another thing to use as Vedas. Knowing that these are written from different angles. In one sense, uh, the Vedas are so rare. But that's the downside of it. You give someone too much information, they can misuse it, they get confused. The point is that there's so much information is there, that... the uh, it's the most complete of all the spiritual or religious or uh, text in the world. Like, for instance, nowadays in the West, I don't know how much is it, the conscious over here, but there's a very big undercurrent of concern about unidentified flying objects. Like for some reason, I don't know, it's not much publicized in India. Maybe they don't. With India. But in the West, or well, maybe people just think it's the devas and they don't bother. I don't know. But in the West, there's a very big problem that uh, people talk about quite a bit. They say they're getting abducted. They say that they come in the night and take them away, that they're having a, impregnating the women before the child is born, taking out the embryo, coming back. Some people have said that they're creating crossbreed between some resident on other planet and earth. Maybe they got AIDS there or something, or they want to, or some of their own type of disease, they want to interbreed. As we bring from uh, the west the whole steam cow with the Indian cow to get. They have so many speculations. They don't know anything. So they go to the government, government say, no, no, these things don't exist. People don't believe the government when it don't exist. So many people are asking how it <coughs> So, now, you go into the Bible, you don't find much reference, reference about other planets. You go in the Quran, I, I don't know what they have. I can't say. I don't think in country, to come So, when you go into the, to the Vedas, there's so much reference to other planets. In Mahabharata, there's visitation from many other planets. The Gandharvas came and, uh, they had a fight with the Pandavas. Some favorable visits are there by Devas. Some unfavorable wars are going on. And it also mentions about Star Wars. In the Ch- Krishna, in the Bhagavatam, it mentions how that one Salva, what Salva, huh? he got from some other planet from some uh, asura, he got some special plane which was circular in shape, which could move any direction, this way, that way, disappear, come back, which is exactly the description that they give of the flying saucer. So this is mentioned in a Bhagavatam, 10th canto. So our Sadhaputra Prabhu, who is the... Richard Thompson, PhD from Cornell University and everything, Harvard, all this. So he is uh, giving seminars now from the Vedas on uh, this uh, theme, UFOs, and uh, what the Vedas speak, so that we're getting a full house, hundreds of all very educated people, because they don't know anything, the government won't tell anything. They, uh, but there's things that people are seeing, they're getting experience, so they want to know what's ahead, what is it, so the Vedas have so much information, that there's other planets, there's life on other planets, 18 kinds of uh, aircraft are mentioned in the Vedas, some who are propelled by mechanical means, propelled by energy, by light waves, by uh, psychic means, like there's so many results are there. So the thing is that now the scientific people in the West, they can't avoid the Vedas. Vedas are so complete, they describe so many things, that uh, when there's any question, you end up going to the Vedas. The answers are there. They're not looking at it now, see. In India, the British have programmed us. We think that uh, this Vedas are all but they're not looking at this. Is, uh, these are historical uh, visitations, historical things that people have seen. We're seeing the same thing now. Nobody can explain it. They're, they're given in Sanskrit. 5,000, 1 million years ago, the same thing was seen. We're seeing it now. What does that mean? That must be true. So like that, a lot of uh, people now, they're turning to the Vedas for various reasons. Regarding diet, they just say best diet is satvik food. All the health, uh, experts, nutritionists, they're saying yes, fruit, vegetables, grains, all these things are very really good. Control your fat intake and all that. Don't take uh, the meat, actually not good for you. Now in the American government used to say you have to have meat as one of the necessities of life. They've uh, changed that a few years ago. Now they say it's optional. And it should be reduced main thing you need is food, vegetables, grains, and milk products. Meat need that's optional. So all, gradually people are changing. But whatever is given in the Vedas, now people are coming to that point of view. Reincarnation, there's a lot of evidence. But in many other cultures, they don't have any much information. So the upside is that because we have so much information, we're able to provide a lot of information to people, Give them the answers that they want. So now in the West, people are more scientifically uh, inclined. They want a more to-the-point answer. You tend to go to other cultures, and I just tell you, it's a mystery we don't know. On almost everything. So, it's not very satisfying. So they turn to science, and science doesn't also have the answer. It's a very crawling forward. It seems, you know, that we've made a lot of advancements, but if you see, watch the whole universe, you know very little. Even they don't know what's in the ocean yet, fully. How many factors? they don't know what life is. So for preaching, also the Vedas are very good, but we have so much information. But our backside, as you said, that some people, they get confused. They just look at one side and one point and they think that's all in all. We have to, that's why we need a guru. Just the Vedas alone, without a guru, is very difficult to understand. You need a bona fide guru, it should be a Vaishnava, it should come in a paramparic discipline succession, and the Padma Purana said there's four discipline succession, it should be in one of those succession, otherwise it says that you want to understand what the Vedas mean? Well, Krishna appeared here as Jaitanya Mahaprabhu to combine all these four into one. That's also predicted in Padma Purana. So all the four will be combined.